The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Break. Uh, thank you, Derek, for that awesome smile to shine and brighten this room up a little more. Let's Anyways, we, we're going to have a fun show today. First of all, I want to start off with Doug Prescott and him being nominated by his teammates as uh, Walter Payton. I have trouble saying that name. Man of the Year. The Man of the Year Award. He was nominated. Any surprises as to him being chosen by his teammates compare us to other guys? Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. Why? Why? I mean, I just I thought it would be other other people. I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought that Dak Prescott would be the guy this year for that. But I can't It did surprise I, me too. I can't come up with did? a bunch I, of other a names. I wasn't shocked at all. No. Surprise is not the right word. It's impressive. Like, I mean, Definitely the, impressive. the guys who get nominated for this award are typically longtime NFL vets. And I know Dak's in his third year, but I mean, the Larry Fitzes of the world, Jason Witten won it in his, what, 10th season in the league, something like that. J.J. Um, Watt, who's obviously like a household name. And that's in part how, what helped him raise so much money for Hurricane Harvey relief. I mean, like, you know, you, these are usually very established very uh, well-known name. So to see Dak get nominated for it at, um, what, 24, 25? It's not surprising, but very impressive and deserved. I mean, he do, you know, he mm -hmm. does a lot of work for, for cancer research and awareness. And, uh, you know, it seems like he's always doing something in the community. So I think it's deserved, but definitely impressive. Yeah, I think, honestly, the reason why I wasn't shocked is because I, I, th I agree with Dave. Typically, these are more senior and, uh, and vet-laden type you know, uh, um, um, mm. award. But anyway, I, I do think that this was a situation where because of kind of how Dak hit the scene and hit the scene quickly and just immediately rose to this level of stardom. And then on top of that, the, his story about his mom and his relationship with his mm -hmm. mom and his mom dying of cancer, I think that took that whole part of him and integrating that into his platform, into his career, and the two kind of became synonymous and 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 he's done a good job i think of using that platform to then invest a lot into bringing awareness to cancer research so i think from that standpoint i'm not really shocked because i think it's just it just goes hand in hand with what he's yeah, been I guess able to when do you, in the short period of time that he's when been you really look at it he would be the one guy who do who does the most as, as far as like community things and you know the whole cancer thing that you mentioned and compared to his other teammates I don't, I don't think there's anybody else that really does much like that. I don't know. There's a lot of guys that have foundations and a lot That's, of guys that do some great work. And actually, I they think... They do, but someone that you hear about a lot, you know? Oh, like, right. for example, when Brandon Carr was here, you knew right. Carr did a lot of that stuff and helped out, like, reading at schools and stuff like that. I'm right. just saying, like, most spoken yeah. of. Also, I think the fact that, that with Witten not here this year and, and, and Sean Lee Hurt and... Frederick hurt. I mean, I think that it, it also made more sense too for for Dak. Kind of opened the door, I guess, if you will. It's not that he's not deserving. Uh, I think Alan Hearns would have been a good uh, choice as well. Um, but oh yeah, but about Kayvon yeah. Frazier, yeah. Just I mean, yeah. which 
not to take anything away from Dak, but there are quite a few guys yeah. on this team that do a lot of a lot of cool work in the yeah. community. Good. All right, now moving on to some good old football trash talk. And eh. what's fun without some trash talking? And this week, the, the Eagles decided to get that started. Their linebacker, and help me out with his name. We'll Campbell. use that term very loosely, too. What? Linebacker. Okay, yeah. like that's a little extreme. <laughs> the dude averages three tackles a game. He's like, a, let's, let's be a little bit. He's a captain and a starter. It's not like I understand that, but I'm saying his production says he's not a very he's valued member of the team. Litter, I mean, a linebacker that averages three yards. I mean, three tackles. Okay, so Damian Wilson. Damian Wilson. Right. Talking. Right. Yeah. Exactly. No, he's, he's, exactly. he's that's Damian exactly Wilson. Right. Yeah, but that's exactly right. Let's uh, again. Damian Wilson has started. Can we six say his name first? Sure. I'm just. <laughs> So that, people that's know. a little extreme to say he's barely a linebacker. Like, he's a player. That's, Get some tackles, and, and we'll name? call him a linebacker. Okay, cool. What's his name? Camus. <laughs> Help me out. Camus Gruger Hill. Or Gruger. Thank you. Okay. I don't know. I'm sure Dave will talk about that when we get into the defense about his excellent <laughs> work. Whatever. That's part of the problem. Here. Right, that that's is probably the problem. why he said what he said, because we're sitting here trying to figure out what his name is. He's trying to get a little pub. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. Maybe. Get some headlines going. Well, he sure I mean, did because we're talking about it here today. OC Umanura because he was a great player and he made sacks. But if yeah. you, you know, if you didn't, you have to get his name and say it a few times. But I love trash talk from good players. Like I love when good players say. Like I loved what Cam Jordan said at the end of the of the Saints thing. Like that that creates intrigue. Oh, yeah. And remember, this is all entertainment. So I I love that kind of stuff. That stuff works for me. I just don't like the guy that's you know. To me, it's kind of like the guy that you know, the elementary school and you're on the playground and two kids are kind of, you know, squaring off. And he's the guy that puts the stick on one of their shows and says, I bet you won't knock it off. <laughs> like he's the guy that's instigating it, but it's not going to really be in the fight. Like he's not going to really contribute anything to the fight, Aubrey, but he's instigating the whole thing. I just don't, I don't like Aubrey it. Drake Graham said it best. Bench players talking like starters. I hate it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's, That's a good true. way to put it. Yeah. And I don't really like that, but whatever. I loved Bryce Butler. Well, you know, I mean, Bryce was cool. Bryce did that. Yeah, but I went, I didn't like it when Bryce. Like, I know. I'm just I just saying, don't like the that yeah, guy yeah. Did talking you read, all the noise. Did you, read, did you read the quote? I haven't like, gotten to it. <laughs> it is a good. You guys no, are very... It's a good bet that anybody that's listening to this podcast knows exactly what he said. Yeah, but, but feel free most to most likely. Out but there. for those who who haven't heard it, he basically said, "Look at Dallas history. They always choke. So we'll go down there and make them choke. Pretty simple. But I love the quote." It would sound better coming from a good player or a better. If Fletcher player, Cox said me. that, yeah. I'd be like, "All right, let's do this. this. Going to be fun. Let's go." You know, but it was it was still an interesting quote to hill. hear, and I'm and I'm okay. sure it's going to be brought back in the locker right. room yeah. and uh, asked blah blah blah. Not blah, according man. not according to Jason Garrett. What did he say? He said, I don't know what you're talking about. We're focused on Thursday. Yeah. We don't do that. Yeah, thing. Jason okay. may not, but I'm sure the guys. I'm being very facetious. Yeah, right. I want to hear the Marcus. I don't know this, but I would bet $10 Jason Garrett plastered the quote up there at the front of his team meeting. He's it just, won't be the first time. He ain't going to tell us that. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Is he wrong? <laughs> yes, he's wrong. You don't think he's wrong? I, I mean, Ooh, I'm asking. This took a turn. Here, here's, no, why, I'm just here's, why, here's why I think he's wrong is because if you want to say the history, the one thing Cowboys fans actually can put their hat on is the history of this team. You want to talk about choking, talk about a team that hadn't, for, for how many years, hadn't gotten an NFL choke. How old is I, mean, I know, how old is the guy? Like, it, right, he's you know, 10. He's a young guy that's like in there, you know, the history is, is three years ago, four right. years ago, and all that. Right. 
but which is really all that matters because, you know, nothing that Ron Jaworski did or didn't do or Donovan McNabb <laughs> is going to affect him in this game. Right. So, but I'm just saying is the, the Cowboys and Eagles, like I said the other day, the, I've seen this game before. I've seen the Eagles coming in as underdogs, and and they actually, you know, they've got more to play for, even though it's kind of similar. And I still, and I've seen the Eagles win this game. So, this but you've is a also dangerous seen, game. You've also seen the opposite. You saw that year when the Cowboys had to play them back to back, end of the season and in the playoffs, first week of the playoffs, and destroyed them. Seen it right? all. I, I know, but Except I'm saying like we've, we've seen this one. Well, we've seen this one go back and forth. I know, right? I know. I, I just think this is a dangerous game. Actually, it forget is. the Eagles. Forget that. I've seen division teams come in here, and the Cowboys did it. The Cowboys were the underdogs, and they won four weeks ago. Especially so. after a big win. I mean, it all sets up nicely for the Cowboys to have a letdown week. Yeah. You go and you do something that the world thought you couldn't do, and then the next week you get it handed to you. But, like that happens in the NFL. We've seen that happen with many teams. Even though he's one of our best players on this team in this building, but don't you think the Saints fans on Saint Talk or whatever was like, "Who's Demarcus Lawrence again? Why is he?" Saying? Well, actually, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Yes, no, you know, he's absolutely really? yes. Right. Which, really? Well, I saw this play out on. He is a Pro Bowler, but that, there's right, a lot of Pro yeah. Bowlers that you don't really know. I saw this play out on Twitter, absolutely, because Saints Twitter went wild with that, and there were plenty of people saying, "Who?" And then in the comments, you're like, uh, "This guy was an All Pro. If you don't know him, you're not a football fan." Right? right. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it happens. But I wish, but it's I, wish yeah, I wish but. I could I wish I could pull myself back because I really. It's surprising how little of a household name Demarcus Lawrence is. I completely believe that. Obviously, yeah. that sounds silly on Cowboys break, but like, if I'm really just paying attention to the Saints or the, if I'm just a diehard Broncos fan, like, yeah. do I a hundred percent? Am I just do I really know about Demarcus? Lawrence? I agree with that. Probably not. That, that tackle for the Titans that but, was but, really good. Remember the defensive tackle. Casey? Oh, oh, Jarrell Casey. Jarrell yeah. Casey. I mean, I mean you know, he's but, like but that that's also like, but that's yeah. also a case of. A fan being ignorant, and I don't yeah. mean ignorant well, and as that's, in dumb. I mean that's, ignorant as in just not knowing. If you Google, that's very different than Gruiser Hill. If you right? Google Demarcus, and there were you know people on Twitter like Google him, right. just do it and see what he's done You'll in know. the last three years. Yeah. You'll know. Whereas you Google Camu Gruiser Hill, and you're like, okay, yeah, I mean, okay, he like he's he's Damian Wilson. Good for him. Like he's on an NFL team. That's about it. And if My he would have caught that pass, didn't he drop a pass? He the, his two biggest moments prior to this <laughs> quote were dropping what would have been a pick six from Dak in the first game this That's year. Embarrassing. And last year <laughs> when the Eagles put it on the Cowboys at AT and T. Their kicker suffered a concussion, and he was their emergency guy. If you oh, remember, it went viral. He missed the net practicing. Remember? Yeah. He yeah. and that was his other claim to fame. He did have. Uh, he did successfully kick off four times in that game. Though. Yeah, I thought he was pretty good as a kickoff. They, well, they didn't ask him to kick any field goals, but he was pretty good as a kickoff. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I mean, the first thing I did when I saw the quote was I went to look up who he was. <laughs> And then it confirmed to me he's a guy that probably shouldn't be making that comment, in my opinion. Now, again, you have the right to say whatever you want to say. I just I think if you're not one of the guys that's actually going to make it happen, you probably shouldn't be talking like about other people making it happen. Fans make comments all the time. And it's just like the difference yeah. here that he's actually on the team, right. not necessarily helping on the field. So it's just like a fan guy who's also happens to be a player kind of talking. But nobody takes a fan like the fan that says that nobody's going to blow it up and it's going to be on Sports Center, right? That yeah. When a player says it, well, that's the difference. Yeah, that's the difference. So, yeah. 
I mean, I, I, I just kind of like dismiss it. Like it doesn't really matter because I go back to what Demarcus Lawrence said. He said we're gonna choke him out too. I mean, and or he didn't say we're gonna choke him out. He said this is how you you win. Right. His wasn't as, as strong as this other guy. But at the end of the day, that didn't help the Saints. Right. It didn't help them win the game. Their offense played the worst game that they had. So it, that doesn't help either way. It just kind of makes this. If it puts a little extra pep in your step, fine. It does. That's not gonna mean it's not anything. Gonna change it, yeah. I will. I mean. When I first heard it, I was like, I'm exactly with you. I'm like, well, if Tank says this, maybe you'd prefer he didn't, but he's your best player. Like, you're going to ride with him. Mm -hmm. You're not going to tell him what's what. Uh, This guy, you think maybe Fletcher Cox had some words for him, like, what (laughs) on earth are you doing? Although I'm supposed to say that if anybody says Number one, I was going to say, name an Eagles player, and I'll find something incendiary they said about the Cowboys. Well, Kelsey said something before the first game, Kelsey did. Fletcher, uh, literally, um, in 2014, this happened in 2014, Fletcher Cox and Benny Logan were like, we're tired of hearing about this offensive line. They're not that good. And (laughs) And they they came came in here and smashed them. Yeah. Um, They do it all the time. They don't – Eagles do not have that attention to boringness that Jason Garrett does. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'm looking at it, he's he is a captain. He's a special teams captain, but maybe he has some clout in the locker room. I mean, I don't follow that team the way that but, Eagles break does. So maybe he does have the clout to say that. But either way, it's a talking point. I thought it was really funny. Doug Peterson today, uh, he called it an unfortunate comment. And somebody asked him, he's like, well, are you worried about being bulletin board material? And he's like, it already is. Like, what do you mean, <laughs> right. am I worried about it? You ain't going to do anything about it at this point, yeah, so, so you might as well keep going. And it, does, it doesn't it does really matter at the end of the day. It's fun for fans, and fans get into it, and it gives them something to talk about. But at the end of the day, it's not going to change the outcome on the field. Yeah, it well, really won't. The, the fact that the Cowboys are at the situation where now they can choke, you know, because they haven't been in that situation. And, and, and I don't they think that away, they yeah. feel that way because – I know they're saying backs against the wall. Let's see if they play like it, but they are saying that at least. Let's hope. You can't, you can't underestimate. I mean, I, we've already said it, but I saw a graphic on Twitter this morning. Like the, di- the difference between if you win and lose this game is it's insane. And, and for the Eagles, too, like if they lose this game, mm-hmm. they have a 17% chance of making the playoffs. And if they win, it's up to like 50. Like, I mean, this is, I, they're all important, Amber. I know, <laughs> I know, but this. Is a really important game. This is a really, more, really important. Don't say this important. to Brian if you don't this want to get into a fight. This game is more important than some other games. I'm sorry, it is. That's the way this works. This is like in a basketball game, five, you know, with five seconds to go and you're down one. I mean, this is this is what it is. You make the shot and you win. If you miss, you lose. I mean, it's not like it's tied. We're going to overtime and all that. This is pretty much what it comes down to. Now, can you figure out other ways from the Cowboys' standpoint? Yeah, maybe, but. They don't have the tiebreakers if they lose. They are not in first place anymore if they lose to the Eagles. I actually think, though, that the Cowboys Cowboys losing is less um, less of a death nail than the Eagles losing. I think if the Eagles lose, it becomes a lot harder because now they're at 6-7. and seven. Cowboys will be at 7-6. and six. And to be honest with you, if you look at the way things will fall out this weekend, there's a good chance even if the Cowboys lose, they're still in that wild card spot. I kind of um, so everything's still in front of them. That's why right? I really like that analogy though that Nick just made because if you make this shot, you win, and if right. you lose, maybe you can foul people and you work your way you back might be able by to get a little extra shot. Shots. Yeah, yeah. Right. but that is a great analogy. Just make it. Just make, job, the, just make the shot, and you'll win way easier than having to do all that crap though. Which I love. That's how you put it earlier in the week. Of if you're good. Go win the game. Like, that's the point. You got the opportunity to put them away hey, and to cement yourself. You, go win the game. You, you know, don't make the playoffs you, without winning. You've games. seen Hoosiers, right? No. What? No. I haven't either, actually. I have not. 
Me either. Wow. <laughs> Who is the oddball here? How many rooms? Oh yeah. How many I'm rooms the in America? How many rooms <laughs> in America? Jimmy, Jimmy. I think we really angered him. With Jimmy that. Chitwood. I, Do you want to make your point before we go into break? Or there will be a lot of people out there that break. will understand your point. Yeah. They yeah. A thousand. And they'll get this. Yeah. Because they had a player named. Are you gonna Are you gonna mess it up for us? No. No. Because if you haven't seen it after the 25th anniversary came out, if you haven't seen it, you're not gonna see it. Jimmy Chitwood. The best player they've seen around these parts in 50 years, whatever, couldn't miss. He was the best player. Took this little team all the way to the title. They get down to the very end. This is going to make a lot more sense than you think. <laughs> and their their coach, their witty, strong, tough coach, Norman Dale, at the very end, last play, they're down one, I believe. Down one, have a chance to win it, nine seconds to go. And he says, they think you're going to get the ball, Jimmy. We're going to use you as a decoy, and he's going to shoot it. And everybody was like, oh, God, Really? He's like, they're outthinking themselves, you know, kind of when you get down to the four-yard line and you don't run Zeke. So basically what they did was is then all of a sudden they're sitting there like, what's wrong with you guys? And he says, I'll make it. That's all he said. That's like his whole line for the whole show was, I'll Some make it. Some random dude <laughs> on the bench. No, no, no. He, no, Jimmy, Jimmy Chipwood said, talk. I'll make it. I don't remember. And then it's like, because he just. He, he's a weirdo. Yeah, sort of. just quiet. Okay. And all of a sudden, he's okay, let's change it up. You get the ball, you drive, and you shoot, and you win, and you, you know have the greatest movie of all time that most people haven't seen, I guess, in this room. But my point is, is don't outthink yourselves, coach, and also go with the best player who's brought you here. Let him shoot at the end. And go see Hoosiers. All right. If Great point, Nick. Thank you for sharing that. We'll go, it around. <laughs> we'll go into a quick break. <laughs> when we come back, we'll dive into the Eagles' defense and what's different this time around. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Fight. Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. Star Wars. 
All right. Let's just do a great break. Let's do a movie podcast. A break of the break. I don't want to talk about football today. Sorry. It does a movie podcast, doesn't it? Ken? Oh, yeah. Ken does like a super popular movie podcast. He just rolls his eyes when we talk about movies. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure he was throwing stuff at it just like you were that we hadn't seen Hoosiers. I'm sure he was probably like, We just spent the whole break discussing old movies, classic movies, Casablanca. Yeah, Ken, when we get off the air, tell Derek why Casablanca is important. Casablanca. Anyway. (laughs) Wrinkly, my dear. That's gone with the wind. <laughs> All right, okay. He he heard us. He heard <laughs> us. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the defense, the Eagles defense, real quick, I wanted to give a really uh, quick update on the injuries. If anything was different than one uh, what um, we saw yesterday, I got one. Sean Lee, Taylor Austin, not playing. Yeah, at all. No, not playing. ruled out. I mean, well, no. The the team not, not officially, not officially, oh, oh. but. Tavon's still not practicing. Sean Lee was maybe doing stuff with the trainers, but not practicing, which, again, you know, Thursday, guys that have been out all week or, you know, for all month, probably not. And, you know, you saw on Twitter what I've been saying now. Finally, you saw in the locker room, there's a video of Tavon Austin in the locker room. Hilarious. He's dancing hard. We brought that up to Garrett today, and he was, uh, somebody was like, he's been moving around a lot better. And Garrett was like, yeah, he has. I was like, Garrett saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he sees him at practice every, no, not that, he doesn't need to see the video on Instagram. He sees him dancing at practice every day. So. Think Garrett's on Instagram? I really doubt it. I'm guessing not. I really doubt it. Although he might All have right. a burner account. Just... JG17. <laughs> that would be You so know, funny. maybe Tavon is, um... you know what? No, I'm not going there. Okay. Tavon Lee, no. Uh, Irving, Jason Garrett did say he's here today, by yeah. the way. Uh, he's, oh. they heard, he heard the show yesterday. Not he, at practice. Show up in the not at practice, yeah. but he's here. Um, saw the standings. He was like, wait a second. Who else? There was a fourth. Cheeto was back at practice. He was out sick yesterday. Cheeto's back. He was sick yesterday. He's back. Garrett says he's feeling better. Oh, and Jeff. I mean Jeff Swaim. Yeah, he's he's got a cast on his arm. Talk to me about the offensive line. Tyron was there. Zach was there. Suvafilo was there. How are they feeling? Like I know that they they look like they're gonna probably play. Suvafilo didn't have a great game the last game, and I suspect that the injury had something to do with that. Yes. What? How's he feeling? I have not talked to him specifically. Jason Garrett did say they don't anticipate making a change, assuming he's feeling healthy enough to play, which it looks like he is because he's been at practice all week. Yeah. Tyron was doing he was at he was doing offensive line drills. We don't get to actually see yeah. practice, but you know the stuff they're doing before practice, he was part of it. So it looks like he's ramping up his activity. I fully expect him to play. You know, I was. Are we almost there to talk about the Eagles? Sure, we okay. have to. Yes, real, real quick, real quick. I looked at this stat the other day. I was surprised. Who do you think leads the lead, leads the team in penalties called against? Oh, you already told me. So I won't. Okay, say that. Lyle Collins. Okay, he's got ten. <laughs> huh? He's so got yeah, ten. Lyle does. Yeah. Is there somebody with more? No, he's got oh, okay. ten. He's okay. the leader, and Tyron Smith has four, and the second most guy is Byron Jones with five. Okay, they throw at him. Yeah. Pi, a lot of his come on special teams. You know, I would say. Well, I, mean, I would say Cheeto. Holden. Zero, zero penalties called against Cheeto. That that seems weird to me. I mean, I thought I'd seen. I thought I'd remember the penalty by him, but and, I, and it, it might have been declined. It doesn't even. Maybe. That's not even on the list either. Like declined is on the on the list. Oh, really? And yeah, zero all the way around. But that that kind of goes back to what we've been saying about Cheeto, doesn't it? Is like he's not getting burned. He's not getting flagged. His coverage is good. It just, just it just isn't good enough sometimes because it's the NFL. Like I firmly believe that he has had 
he has he hasn't had a good season. He has played well this season for the most part, and it just doesn't. Wait, you don't think he's had a good season? No, no. I'm I'm saying yes. he, he's played well, but he doesn't have the stats to show for you. it. He doesn't, you know. Neither does Byron, though. I mean, well, but that's the thing about it. How, how often have you seen a guy that people are actually saying this guy's having an All Pro kind of season, and he has zero interceptions? That is that's the crappy thing about playing corner, though. Is if you're not picking off balls, nobody's giving you credit. But at least Byron, like. The PFFs of the world and the people who watch tape are like, this guy's doing this. Like, yeah. Michael Thomas only have five catches for 40 yards. Byron's only allowing one completion per 10 targets. Like, you can chart that type of stuff. Cheeto, I still think he's playing well, but he's giving up the catches and the yards. Like, because nobody wants to throw at Byron, that's, again, it's such a thankless position because I think he's played really well, and he just, the resume doesn't indicate that he has. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. look like it, but I think he's played well. Um, right. it's, 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 it, I said this on a show before. It reminds me of Felix Hernandez. Like Felix Hernandez was the best pitcher in baseball for like two years and you wouldn't have known it because his team was so terrible. That's Sorry. why they always say stats lie. Didn't Don't mean trust the stats. Bring up the Seattle Mariners. No, it's all good. Sorry now let, let's, uh, tell me about this defense and what's different this time around. You know what I thought about when I was doing this? evaluation which i mean it, it's the team we just played a month ago so it's not the first time i'm looking at them but remember last year how much credit we and everyone else gave the eagles for weathering their injuries and i mean it happens every yeah. year so they had a lot of them last year staying healthy is such a big key in the nfl but then you know the eagles bucked that trend be, like they were banged up and they still won the super bowl and everybody's like well see no excuses look at the eagles well it just goes to show how freakish the NFL is because the same thing's happening this year and they're not handling it well. Uh, specifically in their, I mean, I really think the the decimation of the Eagles secondary is probably why they're in this boat in the first place. Rodney McLeod, really good safety. He's been out for most of the year. Jalen Mills was out the first time they played. He's your preferred, one of your preferred starting cornerbacks. He's been hurt for the, a large chunk of the year. Won't play in this game most likely. Ronald Darby tore his ACL in the first Cowboys game. So, uh, all right, three of so your, that's their top three? Three of your top four defensive backs. Malcolm Jenkins is still there, but three of your top four preferred DBs are, are out and have been out. McLeod's been out since, like, week three or, you know, very early in the season. And it shows, like, these, you know, this is a talented defense that just – can't hold up against the pass because they're asking guys who I've you you've never heard of Kamu Gruger Hill I never heard of any of these guys uh I remember Sidney Jones who um he was a uh, he was the Washington corner who tore his Achilles during a pro day so he's in his second season but it's his first season playing NFL football he is now you know he was their nickel going into the season and now he's one of their starting boundary corners Avante Maddox is another guy uh young player guy they were not leaning on he's starting at your other corner spot uh malcolm jenkins is still there and now they're saying a guy by the name of cravon leblanc might start at safety this week for lack of a better option like they're just i mean imagine if imagine if tyree robinson and donovan alumba had to be your starters for this defense mm -hmm. like that's what we're talking about here um, Lumba looked look pretty good in training camp at moments. Not in the games, <laughs> not in the preseason games. Just, you know. uh, so that's okay, Derek. That's really the big thing for me because the rest of this stuff is the same. Like Mike Michael Bennett's still there, Brandon Graham's still there. They flip flop it in. Fletcher Cox is still a beast. Yeah. Haloti Nada seems like he's been playing for twenty years. The front's still the same. 
Jordan Hicks might not play in this game. He's hurt as well. Like again, they just they are they are banged up and they're not handling it as well as they did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and arguably, they had they had more at least name type guys that were hurt last year. When yeah. you think about their left tackle and their quarterback, that was the big one, no doubt. So yeah, it's the fact that they're not handling as well this year seems to be a bit challenging. But it might also be because they've lost all those guys at one position. When you get decimated at one position and one that's so critical as cornerback, that can really, really kill you. Also, uh, you remember their their ballyhooed run defense. Um, it's taken a hit. I mean, obviously the Cowboys exposed it, and it hasn't been a whole lot better uh, the last two weeks. Uh, the Giants, which the Giants gashed them for 126 on only 18 carries, which is seven yards per carry. Ooh. And it was a close game. Like the Giants, actually, now that I think about it, the Giants got murdered because I think Saquon Barkley touched the ball four times after halftime in a game that they had a lead in. He had a, like a big run. Yeah, there were a lot of people talking about that on national media. Like, makes how could they do that? Absolutely no sense. Clear. I mean, 18 carries when you're averaging seven yards a pop makes no sense to me. Um, and then obviously Washington, they had 140 yards on 14 carries, 90 of which came on one busted. You know, Adrian Peterson went to the house from 90 yards away. Still. 7.4 yards per carry. They've dropped from second to 10th in rushing defense since the last time these teams played. So they're hurting, uh, especially, I mean, this secondary. Uh, and I know Brian's saying the same thing. Like, you got to be able to take advantage of them with the with the pass. Is that is part of that, that? Is part of the problem that they're, they're dealing with uh, trying to stop the run because maybe they're feeling extra pressure to to get pressure on the quarterback. They're rushing maybe a little bit more undisciplined because they don't want to leave that secondary back there having to cover for too long. Well, you also you can't stack the box. I mean, that's basically what, what it is. I mean, teams try to stack the box good against point, good yeah. running backs. You can't do that when you that, – that leaves your secondary exposed. So you got to give them help, and then, therefore, you know, you're getting gashed. I mean, it's just – simple they do have five sacks the last two games that that's a really good point i mean if jordan hicks can't play in this game then that's your best linebacker too so we've i mean i know the front gets the credit but linebackers are such a big element of run defense that's what Very we've, important, we've yeah. seen it here yeah. uh, so this is just a short staff defense so so what's I, the area that the cowboys offense should be most concerned with I, I would say their pass rush because this offensive line and Dak have struggled so much with that. Five sacks in the last two games. 31st on the year is their middle of the pack, which doesn't sound that great, but they're right behind the Cowboys. Like the Cowboys only have 33. So I think we would all agree the Cowboys pass rush has been good more often than not. So that's what I mean, that's what you're dealing with here. I mean, Michael Bennett and and Brandon Graham coming off the edge with Tyron being gimpy and Lyle. That again, the Cowboys have 33 sacks. Their defense has has a, uh, picked they, up 33 sacks, and sacked. the Eagles have sacked 31 times. Is that what you're saying? The Eagles' defense has 31 sacks on the year, and the Cowboys have 33. I got you. Sorry. Um, so, I mean, you're talking about comparable units. That's my point. All right. Um, I don't know that anybody i don't think they have a guy that's as good as demarcus lawrence but combine you know graham and bennett move around i think you know if if tyron's struggling because he's hurt i think they'll put their better rusher on him take your pick obviously if xavier suofilo is is still dealing with an ankle that doesn't sound great when you're dealing with a guy like fletcher cox i know he did great in the first game but if he's injured so their pass rush for sure and they got after they got after colt mccoy and mark sanchez in that game on monday so that is that's what bothers me. Yeah, I think if they get them into situations where Cowboys are forced to have to pass a lot, 
that's when this game really changes mm -hmm. because as long as the Cowboys can keep balance, I think the Cowboys can have a field day with this against this defense just because, again, the challenges they're having stopping the run and the challenges they're having on the back end. I think if there's balance, I think you can do well. If you get them in a situation where you have to throw, now that pass rush gets even more fierce, and I think that could be more of a problem for Which the Cowboys. You never want to have to throw because you're trailing, obviously, but like I wouldn't be— Just in even downs, like down a distance. But I wouldn't be opposed to them— passing to set up the run i know that goes contrary I'm with, with that it, yeah. but like we've i mean i'm no longer i no longer think that they can't throw the ball because yep. they've been able to since cooper got here and yep. with i mean sydney jones is your best corner right now and he is a basically a first year player he hasn't been terrible but he's by no means a match for amari cooper is basically what i'm saying yeah uh i think you can get chunks against these guys and open things up for your run game which that sounds all kinds of fun like if you can play a defense where they can't afford to focus on zeke then you just shouldn't have a problem yeah but i just i, I guess the point i was making is even in down and distance if you're getting in a lot of second and longs a lot of sure. third and longs, yeah absolutely and it creates a scenario where the defense knows you have to pass now it's not even a decision they have to make of whether they're going to bring that safety down or not. They definitely keep that safety yeah. back. And the rushers know we're going to get the quarterback. We don't have to be as disciplined in our lane. So I just, I just think if the Cowboys can stay, if they can stay ahead of the change, if they can ha keep them off balance and use both the pass and run, I think, I think offensively they'll be able to do the things they want to do. Let's go ahead and take our final break. And then we'll dive into some NFL fantasy football. Yeah, we got Steve Buchanan coming up here after the break. Oh. Then we'll come right back. Yeah. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce. The growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. 
Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. You know, earlier, Amber, you said sometimes stats can lie, and I agree with that. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do not. And when you sell nearly 4 million pairs of of underwear, (laughs) that that shows that the stats mean that they've got a good product. And Tommy John, in my opinion, and I think people on this panel will agree, they have the best underwear uh, when it comes to everything that you're looking for to keep you nestled and feel good and all that good stuff. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. You get 20% off your first order. Go to Tommy John. They've sold almost $4 million. They'll do it. Dang. All right. Well, we'll pass on. I'll pass on the torch to you, Derek. Let yeah. Me handle this fun segment about, our, since that's your area of expertise. We got our on. guy here on the line, Steve Buchanan from DraftKings. Talk a little bit of fantasy football with us. Steve, what's up? How's it going, guys? The only time stats lie is when the projections don't go right. That's the only time that they lie. When what? <laughs> when, the projections when the projections don't, don't right. come out like you expect. That's right. That's when the stats lie. You wouldn't know anything about that, though, would you? <laughs> no, 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 never. All right. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about this uh, Cowboys-Eagles matchup. Give us, a, give, us, give us one or two matchups in this game that you, that you think, from a fantasy standpoint, can have a big impact, but also just from a fan standpoint, can have a big impact in how this game's going to go, how it's going to play out. I mean, man, it's hard not to love the Cowboys' offense in this game already. I mean, we saw what they did to this Eagles' defense, if you want to call them that, already, you know, just a few weeks ago. And Elliott absolutely ripped them apart, 151 rushing yards. Since that game, actually, the, the Eagles have allowed over 100 rushing yards in four straight games uh, since they played the Cowboys. Before that, they had only allowed it once in the first eight games. That's just been a huge area of, uh, uh, that they haven't been able to defend as of late. And then from the other side, too, Golden Tate's been getting more involved in this Eagles offense. When he first played against the Cowboys uh, in Week 10, he only played on 23% of their snaps. But he's been so much more involved than we saw last week. He caught seven of his seven targets, went for 85 yards. And that, that's an area that I worry about for the Cowboys this week because, you know, Anthony Brown is usually the one that they're uh, covering the slot. He's just scored on twice in the last two weeks. So I wonder if that's a matchup they're going to exploit. But just overall, this is such a smash spot for the Cowboys against the Eagles. One question that, that I have, and, and I know that the, the fantasy football that, that you're dealing with with DraftKings is is a uh, is it the, the daily where you you have a, a signed number for or value for the guy. Where does yep. Zach Ertz rank among offensive players? I guess Gurley would be number one, but I mean, is is Ertz in that group? I guess because he catches so many passes. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he has 121 targets on the season. I mean, he just gets a massive number, you know, over 10 a game for them. And he's been their biggest playmaker, even with the addition of Tate and such. He's still been the guy that Carson Wentz hasn't going to. And, you know, even with Wentz having some struggles over the past couple of weeks, you know, Earth is still getting nine catches, seven catches, hit 14 against the Cowboys back when they played. So, I mean, he's amongst one of the best, especially at a tight end position that just feels like it's really fallen off this season. You know, just... By my home team, Rob Gronkowski, he's been almost a non-factor the entire season, and that's somebody people used to rely on week in and week out. So Ertz, along with probably George Kittle, some of the top tight ends in the league right now. What have you seen from Josh Adams that uh, that tells you that he either is a guy that can have a big day or a guy that, that won't really do much against this Cowboys defense? See, the problem is, too, is that they want to utilize Adams more. He's had over 20 carries the past two weeks. 
But the problem is there's just so many mouths to feed in that offense. It's hard to rely on him week in and week out. And even though he had 20 carries last week, he had 85 yards, and that was about the end of it. You know, from a fantasy perspective, that's not that great of a game uh, when you're not scoring touchdowns and you're not catching anything out of the backfield. He doesn't really get any targets. He hasn't seen uh, more than six since he started really getting going in week 11, and then it went down to one. And then he didn't see one last week against the Redskins. So he definitely has the talent. I think they just really need to rectify what they're going to do in that backfield because he's getting some a, a decent amount of carries, but he just doesn't get the targets much. You, you talked a lot about targets, and then earlier this week, Dave was sort of talking about his fantasy team thinking – Michael Gallup, um, is he? Where does he factor in on this? Is he a guy that's starting to get a little bit more play? Oh, absolutely. So I mean, he's seen 13 targets over his last two games, and this one that you know teams like uh, Dak is really getting him a portal with. I mean, you look at you know obviously Cole Beasley's been there oh. forever, but Beasley seems to be falling more and more out of this offense. I mean, Dallas seen seven targets last week, six the week before. You know, we'd like to see him get in the end zone a little bit more, but you know, when you got Amari Cooper, you know. You don't really need to get Caleb in that spot there. But, yeah, he's definitely getting a lot more involved, at least on DraftKings. He's so cheap this week. He's only 3700 so it's not going to cost you much to take a chance with him. But, truly, any receiver that's on the field for the Cowboys has a legitimate chance against this Eagles secondary. He's throwing out guys out there. I think they're just grabbing off the street at this point. If he's 3700 like what, what, what is Zeke? What is the comparison there? Yeah, so Zeke on this week is uh, one of the most expensive. He's 8600 so it's a – Massive, massive difference More than double. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, real quick, we got James Buchanan from DraftKings on with us. Before we let you go, I did have one question that's a bigger NFL question. A lot of teams entering the playoffs this week. A lot of teams that are entering the playoffs probably have James Conner. Uh, what, what, which way do you go on that? Do you go with a guy like Jalen Sam, Samuels, or do you go with Steven Ridley, or do you just stay completely away from that? See, the thing with Samuels is that I think he has more upside, at least in a fantasy perspective, because he was basically used as a tight end in college. I mean, he is just absolutely a beast when it comes to catching out of the backfield. So I think they'll mix in Ridley, but, I mean, we haven't seen Ridley play a snap since, I think, week 10 at this juncture. So I can't imagine all of a sudden he gets thrusted into this role and is going to be good for, you know, 15 carries. You know, Samuels has been, hasn't been as involved as they haven't needed to, but he has some really good hands. He's a fast guy. I think they're going to feature him more because at the end of the day, if you know, Bell doesn't come back, Connor's going to be their main guy. Samuel should be that second guy next season. So I think they're going to take a look at what he has uh, this week. All right, Steve, man, we appreciate you taking some time with us today. We'll have you back next week. Talk a little more fantasy. Uh, that was just Steve Buchanan from uh, DraftKings. Never bet against an LSU Tiger. That's all I'm going to say. an LSU Tiger? Kid Rid. Steven Rid. Really? I always bet against. Who's the? You're going to rush for 100 yards. And Michael, <laughs> Michael Gallup's team? finding the end zone. Are you zone. betting on that? Michael like, Gallup's finding the end zone this week. You who heard leads it the here. team in penalties? Well, Collins? <laughs> I mean, that's all I got. I mean, so what? He leads the team in starts. He leads the team in starts. my great point with He leads the team and starts at right tackle, too. So Okay, there's a lot of guys that lead and starts at their position. I bet they would have won in seventh overtime. We want to bring that up. I don't know why we had to do that. <laughs> I don't know why. What well, that has to do with anything? Nothing. It doesn't. It's just that if I was get off his boy, Lyle. I'm just kidding. I like him. I think he's playing. He's playing. He's playing better. But it. I mean, it's. I think that they're finding out over there that. I mean, it, it's. You can go after him. You know. I mean, he's. That's. That's, so, that's what the the league is. I mean, you're gonna pick your poison. Are you gonna go with Tyron or are you gonna go up against Lyle? It's one of the more disappointing storylines of this season and i mean he hasn't been just awful right but 
he played i i just i thought the world of how he played from like the bye week until the end of the season last i mean mm-hmm. he handled Khalil Mack he handled you know these redskins pass he i just he was great and it has not translated as well as you would have hoped this year i was expecting a pro bowl caliber year absolutely this year. I, I agree mean, he hasn't he hasn't had an injury has he like if I mean, like he's playing with something though, isn't he? Everybody, Everybody in the league, I'm, I'm, is yeah, playing yeah, with but nothing but like major where you would no, he blame a, it on the injury type of stuff. I mean, he had a back thing that was pretty serious by the end of last year, but I, as far as I know, there's nothing yeah. terrible Maybe bothering he needs him to get one because that's when he was playing great last year. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood, don't get an injury. But I'm just saying, no. he played really, he <laughs> yeah, played really don't good. Say last, that. Last don't get hurt, Elsie. No, no, don't no, no, get no. hurt. All right. Well, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you guys for tuning in, and tomorrow we'll give. We'll get into Nick's favorite segment, game day predictions. You're never going to let that go, are never, you? Never, ever, ever. The and show. then inactives and all that fun stuff for Derek Kegelton, Nikki Min, David Hellman, Amber Garcia. This has been Cowboys Break on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?